the wave riders, this image of the wave, the river, the rain, the stream, the, the oceans. Um, it's all the way through the Bible. And, and really it's pointing us to, to the presence of God. And it's pointing us to the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the river. The Holy Spirit is the wave. The Holy Spirit is the ocean. The Holy Spirit is the stream. And God always intended for us to live in the river of the Holy Spirit. Right there in the book of Genesis, um, it says that there was a river flowing through the Garden of Eden. And because of mankind's sin and disobedience, they no longer could access that river. But in the book of Revelation, when it talks about heaven and, and the new Jerusalem, where all God's children are going to spend eternity, right there flowing through the middle, there's a river. You see, what happened between Genesis and Revelation was Jesus came. And Jesus came and died on a cross and shed his blood so that we could have access again to the river of God's presence. That we could have access once again to the river of the Holy Spirit. And, and this morning you don't need to go through life dry and thirsty and empty and broken. Today you can come to the river and you can drink and you can have your thirst quenched and satisfied because Jesus made away. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. You see, Jesus is the access point into the presence of God. Jesus made a way so that every person here, doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter what your social status, what your background, what your past, what your present, what your situation, Jesus says, if you have a need today, come unto me. If you are thirsty today, come unto me. It doesn't matter if you, you're here and you've been a Christian for 60 years or whether you've never been to church before, you can come unto Jesus today because He has made a river flowing through this place. The river of the Holy Spirit where you can come and drink and you can, uh, you can taste and you can experience the wonder of His love and the reality of His presence. It says in the book of um, Ezekiel that wherever the river flows, there is life. Did you get that? Wherever the river flows, there is life. Do you want to experience life today? Life abundant, life full of joy, life of freedom, a life of peace, a life of purpose, a life of victory, a life of strength, a life of all the wonderful things that God has, a life of blessing, a favor, a provision. It's all there in the river. Listen to this. It says here, in, it says that where the river flows, the salt water becomes fresh. Get that, that wherever the river flows, the river has the power to transform an environment. Did you get that? 
that right now your life might be like that salt water. Who knows, you can't drink salt water. It tastes bitter. It tastes horrible. You spit it out. And maybe some of you, you've got some situations right now that taste a little bit bitter. Maybe for some of you right now, you just wish you could just spew out that, that, that stuff that you're going through. Well, when the river of God flows, it has the ability and the power to transform that which is salty, that which is bitter and it, it has the ability to make it sweet and fresh and drinkable. The river of God has the power to transform your environment, transform your situation, transform your circumstances. And, and we need to come unto Jesus this morning who is the source of that river. You see, the Bible says that the river flows from the throne of God. And from the Lamb. That's why prayer is such an essential part of our Christian lives. Because when we pray, we enter the throne room. And at the th as we enter the throne room, we are coming to the source of that river. You see, that's why many Christians, uh, many Christians don't have a consistent prayer life. Many Christians, they come to church on a Sunday, but they never actually visit the throne room of God. They never actually come to that place during the week of prayer when they get on their knees before God and they come to his throne. And because of that, they never access the river of the Holy Spirit. And so they live a life that's dry. They live a life that, that's parched and thirsty. Not the kind of life that God intends for you to live. But I want to encourage you today as we're looking at this series of, of being wave riders. God is calling us, calling his church again to a place of prayer. God is calling his church again into a place of worship. God is calling us into that place of intimacy. We're not just on a Sunday, not just on a Sunday morning, a Sunday evening, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We know what it is to come into the throne room. We know what it is to access the throne of God through prayer and in doing so we enter the river of the Holy Spirit and we receive that that life that joy that peace that strength that freedom all that we need it's found in the river I had a word during the prayer meeting and this is what I just want to touch on before we dive into worship it's a word breakthrough breakthrough because wherever the river flows there's breakthrough. And I want to prophesy <clears throat> over some people today. Is there anyone here today and you are in need of a breakthrough? I, I want to just, I'll just throw out a few different scenarios today. Maybe you're sick in your body and you need a breakthrough. Maybe right now you're struggling financially and you need a breakthrough. For some of you right now, maybe your, your marriage is, is struggling a little bit and you need a breakthrough. For some of you, you maybe got a spouse who doesn't know the Lord or, or kids who have gone away from God and you're praying and you're seeking God, but you need a breakthrough. For some of you right now, you might be struggling with a particular sin or a habit or addiction and you need breakthrough. For some of you right now, you may be going through a, a depression or a season of loneliness or anxiety. For some of you, you may just be feeling so weak and so drained. And you've come to church today and you say, you know what? I need a breakthrough.
Maybe for some of you right now, you're in life, in ministry, in church, in your relationship with God. You're tired of just going around in circles. And you say, you know what? I need to enter in. I need a wall of Jericho moment where I'm no longer just walking around in circles. Those walls come down and I enter into the plan, the purpose, the destiny that God has got for my life. Well, I just want to, I just have this so strongly upon my heart today that today is a day of breakthrough for people. Yeah. That, that as the wave of his presence comes, we are going to see that breakthrough. I want to read to you this scripture. It's it, probably not in your translation. It's in the contemporary English version, but it's in 2 Samuel 5. Just listen to this. David attacked the Philistines and defeated them. Then he said, listen to this. I watched the Lord break through my enemies like a mighty flood. So he named the place the Lord broke through. You see, it all began with David making a decision to go to war. He'd had enough of the enemy. He'd had enough of that thing that was oppressing God's people. And he reached a decision. He got his troops together and he said, we are going to war. We are going into battle. You see, that area in your life, that, that thing that you're struggling with, it will, or it will never change until you make a decision, we are going to war. Uh, you see, that's what prayer is. It's warfare. That's what worship is. It's warfare. That's what prophecy is. It's warfare. That's what praise is. It's warfare. And things will always stay the same until you make a decision. We are going to war on that thing. We have had enough. We are, I, I'm lifting up my hands in praise. We are going to enter the battleground today. I'm fighting a war on that sickness. I'm fighting a war on that situation. I'm fighting a war on that lack. We are going into battle. But notice, as David went into battle, it was God that brought the victory. You see, David said, it says, David attacked the Philistines. But then he said, I watched the Lord break through my enemies. Like, I love this, like a mighty flood. Like a mighty flood, that sounds like a wave rider to me. You see, as David went into war, God sent a flood. As David went into battle, God sent a mighty flood of his presence that washed away the enemy. You see, sometimes the Holy Spirit comes like a gentle stream. Sometimes the good shepherd leads us by the still waters. But then sometimes you just need a tidal wave. Sometimes you just need a tsunami of God's power to wash away the enemy. To wash, And you might say, well, what's my enemy? Listen, anything that robs your joy is an enemy. Anything that robs your peace is an enemy. Anything that, that you can't say, heaven is blessing this, it's an enemy. And as you go into battle against those things, the Holy Spirit sends a mighty wave, a mighty flood of His power and presence into your life and washes away those things that are oppressing you. And it says, David named that place, the Lord broke through. You know, there's something powerful when we release those prophetic declarations and we name things. And, and David looked and said, this is my place of breakthrough. Yeah. 
And I wonder right now this morning if, if someone is going to have the faith to, to, make, to name this place today. This meeting today, this service today, this encounter today, this is my place of breakthrough. Is anyone here today going to lift up their voice and declare, I name this place, place of breakthrough. I'm sick of going around that mountain. I'm sick of, of walking around those walls and not going anywhere. I name this place today, my place of breakthrough. The walls are coming down and I am going in. You see, when we come to the source, I could speak to you if we had more time. The woman with the issue of blood had that for 12 years. But she came to the source and got her breakthrough. The, the woman, it says, was bent over in, in the, and she'd been going to the, uh, to the synagogue for 18 years. And the Bible says in no way could she straighten herself up. You see, sometimes you can't do it in your own strength. But she came to the source. And, and as those women encountered Jesus, as Lazarus in the grave encountered Jesus, it was like a wave of God's power came in and they found their breakthrough moment. And as we come to the source today, we can find our breakthrough moment. I want you to listen to this. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole of the Bible. It's in Isaiah 51. Again, you can just listen to this, but if you want to uh, look it up later, it's Isaiah 51 verses 14 to 15. Listen to this. The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. Yeah. Amen? They will not die in their... This, listen, this is not just kind of, you know, hype. This is not just the preacher trying to uh, hype you up this morning. This is in the Bible. Yeah, this is what God says. The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeon, nor will they lack bread. For I am the Lord your God, who churns up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is His name. You see, it's speaking there about three different situations. It's talking about people who are cowering. In prison. What's that? It's speaking about fear. Who knows that fear is not of God? Because there is no, there is no fear in love and God is love. In fact, the Bible says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And right now it may be that the spirit of fear has just gra gripped hold of your life. And, and in whatever area, fear can hold us back. Then it talks about People who are in prison, in a dungeon, and they're under a death sentence. And then finally, it talks about those who have got a lack of provision. But in the midst of all that, God prophesies. He says, those who are cowering in prison, you're not going to stay there. You're going to be set free. Those who are dying in that dungeon, you're not going to die. You're going to live. And those who lack bread, you're not going to lack bread because God is going to meet that need. Because God is a God who is able to send a wave of the Holy Spirit, a wave of His presence, the wave rider, that the wave of the Holy Spirit comes and breaks into, uh, into our prison cell. And those chains of fear break off of us. And that spirit of death lifts off of us. And that lack is supplied by God's incredible provision. And I 
want to prophesy over someone today that a wave is coming to your life. That a wave is coming to your situation. I want to tell you those cowering prisoners in Revive today, you are soon going to be set free. Those who feel like they're in a dungeon today and there's no way out, I want to prophesy you will not die in that dungeon. You will live and declare the works of God because there's a wave coming. Those right now who have a lack, whether it be a lack of finance, a lack of a job, a lack of a spouse, whatever it is that you're, you're desiring this morning, I want to tell you that God is going to provide, that God is going to send a wave because when His wave comes, provision comes on the wave and He sends you exactly what you need. Am I preaching to anyone this morning? Amen. I want to look at just one more scripture. And it's in Exodus 14. I wonder, Phil, can you just come and... This is a story. The account of Israel. They've come out of Egypt. God's redeemed them from Egypt. Wouldn't you like to think that when you're redeemed, that would be the end of your problems? But do you often find, even though you've been redeemed, you've been saved, you're a Christian, sometimes problems have a nasty habit of following you. And here the children of Israel are. And they've been pursued by Pharaoh's armies. And there's a Red Sea in front of them. And there's no way across. And Pharaoh's armies are behind them. If they go that way, they're going to drown. If they go that way, they're running into an army that's going to kill them. And all around them as they look, they're, a, they're in a wilderness, a desert. Who thinks that that is an impossible situation? Is there anyone here this morning? And it's like you're being pursued by enemy forces. Is there anyone here today? You look ahead and you can see no way through. Is there anyone here today and you look around and it feels like all you can see is a wilderness? Now I want you to listen to this very carefully. Because I just believe this is a word from God for someone today. It says the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them. Now I want you to get this. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could see God standing right in front of you? Yeah? That's their experience. They can see the manifest, tangible presence of God right in front of them. Don't you love those times where you can just see God at work in your life? Don't you just love those times when He's speaking to you all the time and you can feel His presence in such an intimate way? But right there, at their darkest hour, the moment of their greatest trial, God withdraws. And He's no longer in front of them. He's behind them. They can no longer see him. 
Who reckons that the majority of people would have thought God's just left us? Can't see him anymore. And maybe there's someone here this morning and you've, it's, you're in a dark place, a dark hour and you're looking for Jesus but you can no longer see him. Where is God here? Where is God in my circumstances? Where is God in my life? I can no longer see him. I can no longer feel him. I can no longer touch him. I can no longer hear his voice. Have you ever been there? Be honest. Has God left me? Has God abandoned me? No, God hadn't abandoned them. In fact, he just repositioned himself to bring them into the greatest breakthrough of their lives. In fact, he'd, the reason he'd withdrawn was so that he could come between them and their enemies. And I want to tell someone today, God hasn't left you. He's just repositioning himself to bring you into the greatest hour of your breakthrough. Right now, he's, he's not, you might say, God's moved, God's left, I can't see him. He's behind you. Well, if I could see him, I'd feel better. Listen, the Holy Spirit's not here to make you feel good. He's here to bring you into breakthrough. And right now, the reason you can't see him is not because he's abandoned you. It's because he's repositioned himself to bring you into breakthrough. And breakthrough is on the way. And you know the story. The sea parts and they cross through on dry ground. But then we're going to close with this and we're going back to the wave rider. The Lord said to Moses... Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. Is anyone ready to drown some Egyptians this morning? Anyone here needs something that needs drowning? Anyone here today want the wave of God to wash over their sickness and bury it. Anybody here need the wave of God to wash over their sin, to wash over their fear, to wash over their anxiety, to wash over their depression, to wash over their addiction, to wash over that area of lack, to wash over that area where you need God to turn up. You see, right there, Whatever is chasing you, whatever enemies are coming after you, God is able to send a wave. And he's able to cause that wave to come crashing down on your enemies today. And all Moses had to do, and with this we're through. You see, Moses had to do something.
and it was so simple. He had to lift his hands. Who knows when you've been chased by an enemy, you want to grab a sword or run. God said, stand still and lift your hands. Because as you lift your hands, I will send a wave. A wave of breakthrough. And that's what God put on my heart during the prayer meeting. I want my people who need a breakthrough today to stand still and lift their hands. Because as they lift their hands, God is about to do something powerful. You see, lifting your hands is the posture of worship and praise. We are lifting him up in our praise. Lifting our hands, it's a posture of prayer. Because the Bible says that we are to lift up holy hands in prayer. And lifting up our hands, it's a sign of surrender. You ever seen a cowboy movie? Lift their hands, I surrender. Church, as we lift up our hands in, in surrender to Jesus, as we lift up our hands in prayer, as we come to the throne room, as we lift up our hands in praise and worship, God is going to send a wave. And that wave is going to wash over you and bring breakthrough to those areas where you need breakthrough today.